Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. Well, I wanted to tell you, I saw that piece on ABC News that you did just recently. I thought you did a really good job. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was... Uh... It's very interesting how they do that. They filmed me for endless hours um, and sent crews all over the place. It ends up to be four minutes, and, and they pick two or three minutes where they try to see if they can uh, trap you and see, prove that you're, what you're talking about doesn't work. That's sort of the way uh, network journalism works. But uh, it was fine. Uh, it's, uh, I, I always think about all the endless possibilities of talking about the good that is being done and, uh, and all the people whose lives are being touched and so on. But... Uh, they usually want to take a little different take. So, yeah, that happens sometimes, or they'll edit it down to. Just, they sure did. You know. they, and they took little pieces out of here and little pieces out of there to make it come out the way they want. They, it's almost like the news people feel like they've got to challenge everything and, and try to make it you know, uh, see if they can smear you in some way. And it's uh, it was kind of fun because I'm, I'm beyond that. It's like I've been doing in this public eye for so many years that I just uh, I just sit back and just sort of watch how they how they go about doing it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm at peace with all of it. So they put the whole focus on my leukemia, which was a minor thing uh, as far as I was concerned, but that's the, that's the way they wanted to, to you know, spin right. the program. So that's the way it was. It's fine. Yeah, they always spin it, you yeah. know, try to make it more sensational. But what I got from the whole thing was just you really are trying to tell people, you know, assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled, and, and it does work, and, and you're handling it in your own life. And I thought you carried it off with, with a lot of grace. Well, the, the, he was sort of implying and asking the question, like, if, if you attract into your life uh, what, you, what you would like, why would you attract, uh, you know, why would you just stop this? And, and, uh, and it's like, the, I think they get confused between the body and who we are. You know, who I am is not this body. This body is just uh, something that you're in for a while, and it leaves. And, uh, you know, St. Francis uh, died at, at the age of 45 with the tuberculosis. And uh, Buddha, uh, you know, they think had cancer. Um, Jesus was crucified at the age of 33. I mean, our bodies, everything that materializes, dematerializes. And I don't take anything happening to my body as some any kind of punishment or proof that, you know, you can't uh, you can't be positive in the in the light of these uh, circumstances. In fact, if the, if the whole interview had been showed, uh, shown, they would have seen that I just uh, I treat this leukemia just like I treat all the other obstacles in my life as just an opportunity to see if I can transcend it and remind myself that it's not what happens to me, but how I process things that determine my happiness in life. Absolutely. And that's such a great message to put out there because we all have challenges and you're, you know, you're right. Our bodies, you know, they're, it's not going to last forever. Yeah. Everybody out there. I've never said that if you think positive, you're going to live forever. That's you know, true. <laughs> your body is, I, I don't make those kinds of claims, you know, and, uh, and, and everybody out there is going to die and, no, and no, there's nobody out there is going to die of nothing. You know, so, so something is going to take place in, in, in all of our bodies and, and everybody that's listening to this right now, there'll be a whole new crew here a uh, hundred years from now, uh, taking over for the ones that are here now. And that's the nature of, of the, of the material universe. But as I've always said, we are not here as human beings having a spiritual experience. It's the reverse, it's that we're all infinite spiritual beings having a temporary human experience in our bodies. And uh, we have the opportunity to enjoy it as much as we possibly can. That's what I try to teach. Let's go to Paul. He's calling right now from Fallbrook, California, on Line 7. And uh, welcome to the show, Paul. You're on with Dr. Wayne Dyer. 
Uh, thank you, Diane. Thank you, Wayne. I'm a huge fan. Thank you, Paul. And I've been following your work for about 20 years. And uh, I use your paradigms. I use your insights as a professor teaching classes in stress management. Really? And uh, the question I have, Wayne, I'm writing a book. Uh, I'm co-authoring a book on affirmations. It's called Affirmations for Athletes. Mm-hmm. And the question I have is, what, what affirmations do you remember using as an athlete, as a runner, and as a tennis player? Mm. I never had affirmations in tennis about winning. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My affirmations were always about uh, just allow me to, uh, you know, to stay in a, in a state of concentration and to. Uh, I can remember particularly when, in, in competitive athletes, athletics. Um, there's, a, there's something called a zone. I'm sure you've seen, you've uh, you've heard about it, where you get right. out there and nothing nothing can go wrong. Everything just seems to be. Uh, Flying, I do this sometimes when I go out with my son to shoot baskets, and we go out there, and I just say I'm feeling it. I can hit ten, twelve, fifteen shots in a row, and nothing seems to be going wrong. And I've had experiences like that playing tennis as well, where you just know that you can't miss a ball, and the wind is going to aid you if you need it, and the sun's going to go in the other person's eyes if it's necessary. And you know, everything just sort of you get sort of almost a collaboration with fate, the fate with the gods out there. Um, and I can. Um, I remember when I shifted my affirmations away from, um, uh, you know, trying to win to uh, when I was in a zone just to, to affirm to myself that uh, if my, part, if my uh, opponent was in a zone uh, and I was the uh, recipient of, of his being in that zone, in other words, I was, I was the victim uh, in this case, to remind myself to be just as up and to be just as positive and to be just as grateful for being able to participate in uh, in this kind of an experience when someone else is having it and you're there and to enjoy it and to watch it. Um, I think the most significant affirmation I can ever remember was when I ran my, my very first marathon. Um, and I, I was running along, it's a 26-mile run, and I was about, um, oh, 16, 18 miles into it, and I heard, started hearing people talking about the wall. You know, that you're going to run into this wall out there and you're going to, you know, because the, they say in a marathon that there's two races. There's the first 20 miles and there's the last six miles, and both of them are equally as difficult. Um, and I just can re- I can remember affirming uh, that there is no wall. There is no wall. Uh, and keeping that to myself. And if there is one, I will just run right through it. It's not anything or I'll run around it. Uh, it's not going to be anything that's going to bother me. But mostly I would just affirm for myself, uh, as a competitive athlete and as a as a person who was doing running, and even now when I swim and so on, that um, my affirmation now when I swim, for example, in the ocean is kind of to stay in the moment. You know, uh, I affirm that I will stay in the moment and enjoy every moment of this uh, activity, uh, rather than putting any pressures on myself. What kinds of things are you doing with it? Well, I, I'm I'm want to use it to help the athletes. Uh, for sure, to stay in the moment. Uh, for example, I am here now is an affirmation. Yes, right. And I, uh, to to stay positive and to stay focused on on what they what they want to have happen, not what they don't want to have. Right. Happen. Yeah, I think that's that's that that would be the that would be the place that I would go with it, uh, and and also not to assume that you can affirm that uh, you know that God is going to be there for you and and not and not for your opponent. I heard. 
I think, and one of the uh, the quarterback for the University of Florida, Tim Tebow, I think his name is. I heard him being interviewed after the game. I, one of my daughters goes to that school, has friends at that school, and and he was saying that uh, you know God gave him the victory and God was on his side. And I was thinking that you know that's sort of an interesting ego directed approach to what God is, as if God is just picking sides and choosing one one group of people over another. Um, uh, right. Yeah, right. I think you have to be careful and cautious with that. And and I'm a, a huge fan of of uh, Louise Hay, and I she's I want very to, big on affirmations of all kinds. Yes, yeah. and I want to incorporate the uh, significance of using of being grateful, always being grateful, being mm-hmm. able to uh, being grateful to compete, to be an athlete, and to to use your body. Yeah, I think that at this time, especially with what's going on in my body right now, I'm, I just, every morning when I wake up, I mean, my first words out of my mouth are thank you, just like in the film, in the shift, my first, very first words are thank you. Um, and when I, when I, after I finish this, I'm going to be going over to a, a health club and doing a, a swim for about an hour. And uh, <clears throat> again, I'm just always in a state of gratitude for being, being able to be at the place at this age, at this time uh, in my life, to be able to get out there and, and, and swim vigorously for an hour and to, and to say thank you. Thank you for all that I'm given. I noticed, Dr. Dyer, with our first couple of calls, kind of an attitude of gratitude there. Uh, yes. The theme of the first few callers there, we had Paul, who was really grateful to be competing in sports and grateful for his body working so he could compete, and David, grateful for some uh, bursts of creativity. I like that burst of creativity. I talked about that in one of my earlier books, Inspiration, when quoting Rumi, he said that, you know, the breeze at dawn has secrets to tell you, do not go back to sleep. Do not go back to sleep. I always loved that idea because when I was writing that book, I was getting up every morning about uh, 3 o'clock, 3.13. In fact, in the movie, uh, I awakened at 3.13, which is a specific time for me, and uh, that was my, my among my most creative moments, largely because there's no interference and because you're in a cl- and the, the whole world is in silence that you're in at that time. And, and when you're in silence, that's when you come to know the, the void and the source, and out of, out of the void, out of the source, out of God, that, that, that silent, quiet place that uh, all things emanate and all things are created. So the middle of the night is a great, great time for creativity, and virtually everyone uh, awakens sometime between 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but we usually just say, okay, I just have to pee, or I'm just going to go right back to sleep. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's it. Depends on your age, I guess. That's perhaps revealing my age. But. Yeah, it's about 4 o'clock for me. I'll wake up. Oh, I could have another hour. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> I should just get up and, and see the creativity says, flowing. Not go back to sleep. You know? so. <laughs> well, that's good advice. Uh, let's get to a few more calls here. Okay. We've got... Kim in Las Vegas, I think a lot of people can relate to this one, especially around this time of the year on Line 3. And Kim, welcome to the show. You're on with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Thank you very much. How are you today? Hey, Kim. How are you? Really good, thanks. Um, I had the pleasure of being a volunteer at the I Can Do It out here uh, for three years in a row, but you guys moved it. We moved it because Las Vegas made it so expensive to to try to do business there that they moved it to San Diego, yeah. Everybody stayed at the machines instead of coming, or what? (laughs) No, (laughs) I just think the cost cost of doing things there is just so prohibitive. Yeah, it is expensive out here. I'd rather come down to San Diego anyway. Yeah, it's beautiful there. Mm -hmm. Much more beautiful. Anyway, um... I have a little situation, I'm sure a lot of people can understand at this time of year, the holidays are here, a lot of family gatherings and such. Um, 
I have a step-family situation. My father actually passed four years ago, but he was married for 24 years to my stepmother. Um, I have quite a few step-siblings, and we try and stay, you know, a family, but I seem to be much of an outsider with them as well. I, You know, pretty much if people aren't, positive around me, I tend to back away. Mm-hmm. However, I do have two children and want to keep family for them. Mm-hmm. So I find myself in a very precarious situation. I want them to still have family around and love around them, which they get along really well, but I feel very much an outsider around it. So I really have a hard time. on. I try and stay loving. I try and stay positive, but I seem to get caught up in their drama, even though I'm not involved in the drama, but I seem to come up all the time, and I don't know how to handle it. I'm, yeah. I'm lost. That's uh, that's one of the 18 excuses that I have written about exclusive in uh, in Excuses Be Gone. I'd recommend that you take a look at that. But uh, um, you know that there will be family drama is an excuse that we used, and then, and then we have uh, we sort of set our minds. Uh, to an anticipation of that family drama, and then um, we have a, a self-fulfilling prophecy that takes place. Uh, we find that the drama is taking place. I, I think the the way, the best advice I can give is to stay, stay above the fray, uh, to not allow yourself to, um, first of all, even to be putting labels on step this and step that and, and all of this. It's like... Uh, you know, those are your siblings. Uh, it doesn't make it doesn't make any difference whose mother, who, who was the mother, if you had a different mother, but the same father, and so on. You know, you live with them, you're around them. They're part of the family. Absolutely. Uh, and it, the, my my real mother now goes to the functions. It, it, it's really it's a convoluted kind of comical thing. Um, yeah, we have that too here. It, yeah, I have and, the, and, the, and it's fine, and it's fun at times. But it, it it's like now that we have all these crazy Facebooks and Twitter and this and that. Unfortunately, it's not like I expect to walk into the drama. It's like the gr- the drama hits me in the face before I walk in <laughs> yeah. because it's there. I know what's coming. But I always go back to, um, you know, it's when people of low energy, uh, when you're around people of low energy, uh, people who are angry, people who are upset, people who are depressed, people who are talking about each other, whatever, that's what I mean by low energy. Um, if you um, if you get upset about that, it isn't because of the people of low energy have, have brought you down. As much as we like to think that that it's their fault and they're the ones who are doing this to us, it's because you literally have joined them in behaving the same way that they are. That is, in other words, if you get upset with somebody for being upset with you, uh, you've just doubled the amount of upset in the room. If you get depressed uh, when you're around the people who are depressing. Um, you've just, you've just uh, again, uh, duplicated the amount of, uh, of depression that is in the room. Um, so what the, I always go back to the, 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 the comments of, about Jesus, that when he would enter a, you know, a village, just his presence in the village would elevate the consciousness of everyone in the village. And his words to us were, you know, even the least among you can do all that I have done and even greater things. All you have to do, uh, Kim, is to stay in a place of, of love. Um, and just and just remember that this is who you are. You know that uh, you are in a God-realized place. You are emulating the Source. You are living from a place of, of of kindness and love. And and I think the greatest test of the ego, which is the reverse of uh, you know of the of Source energy, is uh, is to be able to love people who don't love us back in the way that we would like to be loved, or who don't respond to us the way we would like to have them respond to us. 
And if you can just use these uh, kinds of examples that you've given, the, the Facebook, the Twitter, and all of these kinds of comments and things that people are saying, um, as, as an opportunity for you to put, to, put into practice uh, what I'm speaking about here, that is where you can stay in a peaceful place regardless of what's going on around you. I just went through this uh, right here with, uh, with Thanksgiving. We had 31 people here, different family members, and some people are behaving in some ways and some others. Some are in their 90s, some are, in, you know, some are two and three uh, months old, and two and three weeks old, years old, and so on. Um, and I just, uh, I, I, every time I run into things that I would rather it wasn't going that way, I just use it as an opportunity to uh, send love to those people and want, I talk about it in Excuses Be Gone, to want the peace that you want for yourself, to want it more for your aunt or for your siblings or for others than you do for yourself. And, uh, and, and, and don't take it all so seriously. You know what yes, I mean? I find that I do use humor a lot. Yeah. And I would like to give a little extra to you. You, it, I just wanted to say, like I said, I did have the opportunity, you know, with the I Can Do It. And I must say, you, of all the authors, stuck around, spoke to people, and you do have a presence about you. I just want to say, you are an amazing person. And I do use humor to try and counteract things. And I don't know what it is about myself as a person, personally. I can walk into a place and say, okay, I'm not going to let it get to me. I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm going to come from love, or I'm going to deflect right. with humor. But after a while, I tend to absorb everyone else's energy. Mm. And then I let it start aggravating. Yeah, or... That's that's where you fool yourself. That's that, that's the part where you have to go to work on. Uh, you don't absorb their energy. You match it. Okay. Okay. That, oh. You know, ah, and that's what you go. want to be careful of. You don't want to be matching their energy. Um, okay. You know, you start behaving in those negative ways to to negative so people. Back yeah. down to them rather yeah. than them that's up. The, that's the key. It's always like you you mm -hmm. you know, no one can make you upset without your consent. Absolutely. And no one can make you angry or depressed or hurt um, without your consent. And if you can just stay in that place, even if you have to go to work on yourself. Um, one of the best ways I find for myself is that I just remove myself from the situation. When there's lots and lots of people and they're all sitting around and that kind of stuff happens, I just excuse myself and just um, go sit somewhere else, go meditate for a half an hour. Um, just allow, allow myself the freedom to, to be in that peaceful place because I most of the year um, I live alone. Even though I have a large family, I live out on Maui and, I, you know, um, and I've gotten accustomed to being alone. Um, yeah. And I treasure that time. You know, so I, I create it uh, wherever I am, but I try not to let myself match energy that doesn't uh, that doesn't work for me. Okay. Well, Have you seen you the shift so yet? No, I haven't. Well, you're going to get a free copy if you hang around. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay. And you have a wonderful holiday season. You, you guys. do the same. Beautiful. God bless you. Hang on. We'll get we'll get your address. Thanks for calling, Kim. That's such great advice, Dr. Dyer. I think a lot of people can relate to that at this time of the year. And, you know, I've heard you say uh, the similar uh, advice with people who say, well, my, my partner or my husband, wife, they're not on my same spiritual path or they think that my ideas are crazy. And, and I've heard you say the, the same thing. It's so great. You know, just wish them the peace that you would wish yourself wish for them more. Right. Want, you know? want, the, want the peace that you want for yourself or the love that you want for yourself. Want it more for them than you want it for yourself. And watch. That, then, then you double the amount of love that's in the room. You know, you, know you, you start acting in that way towards them, and then you start feeling better yourself. And that's, 
you know, that's the key to it. Right? Exactly. Kim had that aha moment. Don't match the energy. Oh, yeah. that's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, you're matching it because people see, she said that it just sort of comes over me and it just, uh, you know, it, it just uh, reverberates in me or it just happens to me, but it doesn't just happen to you. Um, and we get used to that. Our yes. ego does that. Our ego all the time is trying to, uh, you know, trying to uh, prove somebody else to be wrong because the ego, the ego has two things that it wants to do. It wants to own everyone and everything that it touches or gets near, and it always wants to be right. Right, and being aware of that, you'll be one step ahead at the next yeah. family gathering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have time for another call in this okay. segment, so let's check in with Marla, who's joining us from Florida, although I'm not sure where Kitchener, Florida is. She's on line two. Thanks for calling, Marla. Hi, that's Kitchener, Canada. Kitchener, yeah, Kitchener Canada. Canada. Yeah, that's Ontario. outside, of, uh, outside <laughs> of Toronto. I, yes. I spoke up there in Kitchener one time. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for taking my call, Dr. Dyer. You're welcome. You're such an inspiration for me. Oh, I, thank you. I love you, and I watch you any every time I have a chance. Oh, that's so nice. What is your name? I missed it. Marla. Marla. Yes. Oh, great. Um, Dr. Dyer, I um, am always reading also the daily affirmations in the HealYourLife.com, mm-hmm. and there was one today in particular that maybe if you can just quickly elaborate where you uh, you mentioned maintain an attitude of allowing. Mm-hmm and to try and to uh, remove or replace negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you just elaborate how, how I can replace them with, with good thoughts and, and yeah. just where you say you are one in the source? Just, you know. Yeah, this, it's like, I mean, if you think of energy in terms of, um, you, know, that, uh, you know, loving energy or positive energy or helping or healing energy mm-hmm. versus a negative energy, and we know what the differences right. you know, are. You know, we know when we're in, in a negative energy uh, place. Um, the, the more you can stay, the more you can allow yourself to stay uh, aligned with, uh, you know, what Abraham calls it source energy. Mm-hmm. And source energy is the energy of God. It's what I call it's being a God-realized okay. person. Mm-hmm. Um, remembering what Einstein said, he said, I, you know, I just want to learn to think like God thinks. You know, that's that's my whole mission, and not to be solving, uh, you know, scientific problems, but just how does the source of all, which creates things, how does it think, how does it act? And it's, right. and it's always in a state of, um, I'm, right now I'm editing uh, a book that's coming out called The Shift, which is a, a companion book to the film, uh, okay. and it has four chapters, from ambition to and meaning. And, um, it's um, you know the, the the idea of having meaning in your life is something that uh, is missing in, in in so many people's lives because they just don't know how to allow. Okay. And there's a uh, there's a wonderful quote that uh, uh, was was uh, in, in a film called um, little what was the name of the film? I can't remember. Anyway, Sir Lawrence uh, Vanderpost uh, in his uh, film. Um, and, and it goes like this. He said, the Bushmen in the Kalahari Desert talk about two hungers. There's the great hunger, uh-huh. and then there's the little hunger. The little hunger wants food for the belly, but the great hunger, mm-hmm. the greatest hunger of all, is the hunger for meaning. There's ultimately right. only one thing that makes human beings deeply and profoundly bitter, and that is to have thrust upon them a life without meaning. There's nothing wrong in searching for happiness, he said, but a far more comfort to the soul is something greater than happiness or unhappiness, and that is meaning, because meaning transfigures all. Once you are doing, once what you are doing has for you meaning, it is irrelevant whether you're happy or unhappy. You are content. You're not alone to your spirit. You, you belong. It's from the film Hasten Slowly. Okay. And, and that idea okay. of meaning is, uh, 
is when you when you stay aligned with your source with your source and staying aligned with your source is this book has four chapter four chapters in it from ambition to and meaning that's what I call the four chapters mm-hmm. and uh, the fourth chapter is is all about meaning and it's about living our lives you know Lao Tzu called them from uh, he called them the uh, the the virtues you know the uh, the cardinal virtues, a reverence for having reverence for all of life, um, treating everyone with kindness, uh, being in a state of uh, of service to all. Okay. Um, these are the kinds of qualities that, when you have them, when you stay aligned like that, um, and you allow yourself, um, you know, to experience that, that you invite what what Carl Jung called you invite synchronicity into your life. The right events start to show up. The right people show up. It's almost as if yeah. you're collaborating with the, with Find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author. Please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.